Where you? Oh shit! You were listening to Sean Paul? Fucking temperature, bro. <laughs> Do you guys remember your first kiss? Hold on, I'm not ready. Like, like the first time I saw Gene Simmons. Wonderful. First kiss? Yeah, do you remember your first kiss? Yeah, I do. I do. I do remember my first kiss, to be honest. When was your No. I was thinking about my first kiss the other day and I I for a second I feel like I couldn't remember. Great job. Are we talking about kiss with a boner or without a boner? Oh yeah. That kind of makes a difference, you know what I mean? Whenever Matt Boner was in Kiss. Yeah, exactly. That's the only time I ever really listened to Kiss was the Boner era. Do you remember your first kiss? Well, here's that's what I guess what I'm getting at with the Boner joke is that there's <laughs> <laughs> like I mean like I, I kissed a girl in kindergarten technically, mm-hmm. you know, but does that count or are we talking counts. about like emotional kiss? I think that counts. So I don't remember the event, but I remember mm-hmm. the person. I can tell oh. you who it was. Yeah. D- don't don't. Oh, why not? You're gonna say they're. You're just gonna put them on blast on this podcast. Yeah, why not? Okay, yeah. full, say the full name then. I mean, it was a, it was a girl from our you know elementary school. Her name was Brittany. I was just gonna put her first name out there. You know what's I mean? your last name? Exactly. <laughs> I'm just gonna put a bleep. There. I know. I figured you would. <laughs> That's so disgusting, Brittany. Yeah, so. I can't believe you would kiss Kenny. I know. And no, I can't believe she would kiss a kindergartner. I was a beautiful little ginger boy. She's a pedophile. Exactly. Oh my god! I never said she How was old also is she in kindergarten. Right. How old is she? She's like forty-five now. <laughs> <laughs> See, yeah, my first kiss would have been kindergarten, first grade, mm-hmm. and I must have blocked this out of my memory for a long time. But there was a girl. Every day we would get dropped off from the bus at school in the morning, and it would be before school was technically in session and so they would just let us all run around on the playground and i used to dread a certain bus number because a girl would literally mad dash off the bus find me trip me over and then lay on top of me and kiss me that's beautiful wow and now i'm gonna be marrying that girl (laughs) in a couple of months (laughs) (laughs) fucking stud muffin over here and now she's my soon-to-be wife Just kidding. It's not my fiance. I don't remember this girl at all, but I remember being so upset every time. And terrified of her. Yeah, truly terrified. I was weaker than her, for sure. I think my first kiss was like in elementary. And I, I remember that it was me and my mom's friend's daughter. And we were supposed to go like look for Hillary and mm-hmm. my mom's friend's son, mm-hmm. like so, her brother, and um, we were like, Weird, were they kissing? No, I have no <laughs> idea. But we were like, we were counting and they were hiding, mm-hmm. and um, she just saw we should kiss, and she kissed me, and I was like, uh, I think it's time to go look for them. <laughs> <laughs> and, and yeah, that's what happened. What a romantic. <laughs> But yeah, I went uh, many, many years after those early yeah, days before same. I kissed a girl again. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> same. Yeah, and I definitely had a boner the next time it happened. So. <laughs> because you were twenty, exactly. <laughs> twenty-eight. Twenty-eight. That's when you first popped your first. <laughs> it <boner>. just happened. <laughs> it's been an exciting week for me, guys. <laughs> me too, man. Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Prince. Here's Gourlami. Hey guys, welcome back to Who Watches the Watchers. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Ian. Uh, with me. As always, I'm going to go ahead and just introduce you guys because you guys took just a split second too late. I was late. literally about nope. to start talking. You're Paul sure. Damien. And this is Kenny. And I also have Kenny with me. Woo! Kenneth. I, we, he goes by Kenneth. You better cut now. out yeah. him saying this is Kenny because that's not fair. I didn't get to introduce myself. No, I'll just, I'll just about you. make it super quiet. <laughs> so it's like weirdly like out of balance. <laughs> <laughs> it uh, but hey, we're listening. We're, I hope you're listening. <laughs> yeah. We're talking about... Uh, the nice house on the lake this week. Um, this is written by James Tinian the fourth, with art by Alvaro Martinez Bueno, and then colors by Jordi Belair, the fucking best in the biz. God damn! Um, this is we're only actually covering the first nine issues because at the time of recording this, there are only nine issues, and it's just kind of been like that for months. Yeah. And so I was like, fuck it, let's 
let's read the first nine issues of this book and see how it goes, and then we'll come back for the last three issues on a later date. Fair enough. Um, but to get the synopsis out of the way real quick for, cause we have a lot of people that listen who don't read the comic book, but just listen to us talk about it regardless sure. for those listeners, you goobers. I'm going to go ahead and drop the synopsis right here. Here's the goober drop. This is a, the, the first issue is fucking awesome. This is, this is where all you goobers are going to fucking love this shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's about a friend group. They're all not directly connected, but they all have this one friend in common they go to this fucking awesome lake house, and while they're there, the apocalypse happens. And somehow, the apocalypse just doesn't happen there. And then we go down every mystery from there on out. This first issue, I think, is fucking awesome. What do you guys think? Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. It's one of the stronger issues, um, mainly because later on down the line, it also confuses you a lot with the names because there's so many characters. There is, yeah. But this issue, the first issue, does a really good job of pulling you into the story and mm-hmm. getting it going. Do you think Do you think this book suffers from not having one single sole protagonist? Um, not necessarily one sole protagonist. I don't think that's necessary. Mm-hmm. But... Like, Which I thought we were getting in Ryan from that first yeah. issue. I yeah, thought she was, too. especially because it really made a point of the fact that she, more than anybody else, didn't belong to this group of people. Yeah. You know, she mm-hmm. was our outlier. So I was like, that makes sense that she's going to be the person we'll see, keep perspective with. So I was very surprised that we didn't have that guiding star mm-hmm. consistently throughout the nine issues that we read, I will say. I just feel like if there was maybe two or or three less people... Oh, okay. It would be a little bit more cohesive. But yeah. See, so... Yeah. Yeah, they introduced 10 characters, not including back the main back. character, like, yes. Walter, who yeah. has brought them all together. And by the end of this, you know, the nine issues we read, we actually have 12 people right. we're having to kind of keep mm-hmm. up with. And that is a little bit of a challenge of the book because exactly it's pretty unforgiving in the way that it just introduces them in that first issue and then just moves on and you're yeah. expected mm-hmm. to just keep all of that it's, in mind from the little cards we get that explains who they mm-hmm. are and what they are to yeah. and their little symbol yeah to a, what i'll call like our centerpiece walter you know right. who is the who is the one who brought them all together you know so setting up for every episode of this podcast i take notes of mm-hmm. every character and i think that that helped me because mm-hmm. I only really got confused between two characters being Molly and uh, Sarah. Mm-hmm. Because they're literally the accountant and the consultant. And I was like, boring. We have the unfun <laughs> jobs. <laughs> the Sarah's most... the one with the red hair, though, right? Yes. Well, I, you know, you say that, and I don't fucking know because I could have sworn Molly had red hair. <laughs> and sometimes she's a brunette. Yeah, I well, guess so. Right? Yeah, she's I don't... the one with the curly hair, right? That's my I... cigarettes. No, that's. That's Sarah. That's Sarah. That's Sarah. Okay. Sarah's see, the chain there you smoker. Go. Yeah. Sarah's the chain okay. smoker. So whose husband got left? Molly. There you go. See, that's how I was keeping them separate okay. from each so other. So Molly was boarding with Veronica. Also <laughs> goes by Ronnie. And here's another thing that the so book she does. She goes by Ronnie. That's yeah. who fucking Ronnie is. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. So here's another thing that the book does. Whenever it shows us transcripts, it calls them by their titles. So then, then again, you're yeah. like, there's a fucking other name associated with every character. So yes, yeah, it's, like, it's, it's a little tricky in that definitely. regard. Of there's quite a few characters, and I think that's why that for the first issue really shines because none of that really matters. Yeah. We're being introduced yeah. to them, so it's like okay, who, these are these people, but it's what they're being thrown into that makes that so mm-hmm. fascinating. Issues two through nine felt much more like the social drama between them once they were put into this environment, yeah. mm-hmm. you know. But it, issue one is all about them getting there, and that is what I think made it quite interesting. And by the time we got to the end, you're like, oh, what the fuck? Yeah. Like we said, this movie, I mean, movie, this <laughs> book's all about um, the apocalypse happening. Okay. And one of the questions that they bring up a lot is the question that Walter would seem to ask every one of these people. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. How do you think the world will end? Yeah. So do y'all have an answer to that question? Um, you know, it's got to be just it becomes so unbearable to live here. It's just too fucking hot. And everybody just dies off? No, I think what would happen is we would all become super like power mongers or humans would become super power mongers and they would force, it would be, I think what would happen is we would, 
a bunch of billionaires would build their own different like huge spaceships that would then shepherd these people off the planet but then they would end up being like fucking slaves to them or some shit like that Mm -hmm. and so i don't think humanity or the earth yeah like snowpiercer i don't think humanity or the earth would ever fully be demised but i think there would be a separation Unless a meteor strikes or some shit. That's what, dude, honestly, most likely scenario. A meteor just hits her. Yeah. <laughs> See, yeah. it's, yeah, either, I mean, but I wouldn't hold it past us killing ourselves. I mean, in the fact yeah. that, you know, you, it, the evidence of the number of just like nuclear weapons that are actually Arguably, out there. Nuclear it just take, that's right. It just Arguably, takes one person most. pushing the button and then everybody else would be like, fuck it. And then yeah. all of them would go and we'd all just blow each other to hell. Not necessarily fuck it, but mm-hmm. some people would just be like, Oh, they're attacking us. Let's attack back. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But it's like push all the buttons, attack everybody. Why not? We're going to die anyway. You know? It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, <laughs> we divide ourselves off in these separate countries and then we pull these, these resources from the earth to create bombs that then just destroy the earth. We're just, well, it's ironic. We're, we're like, well, what if the person a million miles away from us tries to attack us? Yeah. We, we don't want to go over there. Yeah, exactly. We'll just throw a radioactive. We'll just, we'll just throw yeah. radioactive rocks. The strongest them. bomb, the strongest explosive we can find. We'll just throw yeah. it at them. Yeah, because like if we don't, then we gotta go over there. Like exactly. if we send a small one and it doesn't do the job, yeah. we we have to go over there. It's like basur, but then they they will also have these kind of weapons, and it's like. Ah, we'll, we'll deal with that it. when we get we'll there. We'll do it first. Yeah. Yeah. We'll just be faster. <laughs> God damn it. Um, we suck, right? Uh-huh. So <laughs> this book, yeah, it has a lot of characters, mm-hmm. and the art is fucking phenomenal, and it doesn't give you the best interpretation of everyone at it's, first. It's like, a little unapologetic in yeah. that sense. Yeah, but I think if you were to study the book, it would be easy. Yeah. Because, like, I'm not going to lie, I had just fine of a time remembering all of these characters. Yeah. If I read it twice, I would probably know every character and here's the other thing i think once the 12 issues are done it's going to read so fucking seamlessly up and down and here and that's where i think the strength of this book shows in the fact that we do get these one-on-ones with every character Mm -hmm. at the beginning of every issue you know for those listening each issue starts off with us kind of getting a point of view from each person put thrown into this pool and how they know walter the 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 catalyst character who brought them together and how they kind of ended up in this relationship yeah. with him that made them obviously so important to him that he brought them into this loop. Mm-hmm. And so once again, there being 12 characters to care about by the end of there being 12 issues. I imagine by issue 12, we will have gotten everybody's yes. individual perspectives. Yeah. I'm sure the last and one is so Walter. That is what h- lended me such a great hand in keeping up with the characters throughout the story yes. and how I kind of was able to keep them separated. Was it giving these moments of backstory into how everybody's relationships worked? And so that is what managed to really keep the the path straight for me was the fact that we got those relationship ties. And so when we did jump into the current times, I was like, oh, that's why what's going on is relevant because of what happened in the past with these people. Yeah. Um, I was going to, yeah, bring that framing device up Mm -hmm. as like the lost framing device where every episode has a sole kind of protagonist while everything, while you know, the main story is still just following along chronologically. This one person has flashbacks. This mm-hmm. one person tells you about their past. And I love the opening of every book because it's obviously post whatever happens at the end of this book that they're in. Because everyone's in new, like, post-apocalyptic garb. The area that they're in is just all fire yeah, all the time. post-apocalyptic, yeah. yeah. Everyone has new haircuts and new, like, you know, scars or, or you know, face paint or some shit. I just punched my yeah. mic. So it's like um, this crazy, like, triple framing where yeah. it's like characters thrown way into the future of the events mm. we're seeing, talking about the past way before what we're experiencing while we're also experiencing the main the, bulk, the main bulk that yeah. we care about. And that's very awesome and clever mm-hmm. uh, and a tool to, yeah, really get the story going and exactly to be intrigued by it, you know. Yeah. Um, there's Walter who is the, you were saying, catalyst Mm -hmm. of everything that's happening. He's the sole friend that invited all these other friends that some know each other, some are very good friends with each other, some haven't met each other at all, but he is the the glue that holds them all together. Right. And he is an otherworldly being that has lived with them since they've been in high school, Mm -hmm. or at least some of them. 
and he has a human body for the most part that he talks about having hormones and thoughts and feelings that would yes. be attributed to a human yeah explaining otherwise that he is something other something maybe not even like physical yeah and you know what not I mean? normally and then yeah. uh, i also just want to kind of mention the reason why he's why they did that yes yeah, yeah. so that so, way so he, bring that up because yeah. it's awesome because Basically, it's like the bottle city of Candor. Yeah. You know, you want to get a small population and keep it to yourself while you destroy the rest. <laughs> you yeah. know, so that's essentially what he's doing. But it, it's like a weird experiment where I guess they want to see if they could work together and thrive in yeah. the community. So they sent him there to study humans and be be able to interact closely. That way he's can be, uh, I guess, biased. Right, they wanted yeah. him to be biased. That's the only kind of error which is kind in of this weird. Plan. I mean, yes, there's a bunch of errors in this plan. because they wanted him to feel what it's like to be a human, so he could help decide which humans. Yeah, which is wrong. Yeah, because then you have human conflict thrown in there. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, Walter is designated by his people. He keeps talking about his people, my people, mm-hmm. um, low racist. I'm just little, kidding. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> um, but he's, he keeps talking about how he needed to select this group mm-hmm. from, I guess one single city that he ever lives in, or I guess he goes to college in a different city, but regardless, he, he, he's not able to actually experience the bulk of humanity. These are very close circles. Like it would of make people. sense yeah. if there was like a billion Walters just yes. out there. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. interact and then he's like, all right, not here. Yeah, exactly. Or not this person. Yeah, exactly. Um, but he, he selects these these eleven people essentially because he's the twelfth person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what the experiment I think is supposed to be is can they live in harmony being, you know, from different creeds, from different races, different eth- uh, you know, ethnicities, yeah. different ge- genders, different occupations. Cultures, can you yeah. put them in like the nicest place you can imagine, I guess, American wise, and then see if they can live in harmony there? And it does that equate to sparing Earth? Is that the final question? Is that what? Because like they also hint at the idea that the apocalypse hasn't actually happened yet and this is all a big trial run but that's uh, that's only perceived from our characters point of view there's no actual and once again having seen these future shots where it's them talking i feel like that's maybe just a a little bit of assumption from like the human element within yeah this i don't i don't want to predict the ending but yeah i think that it's possible that the apocalypse hasn't happened Mm -hmm. because then the ending could just be them defying Walter to the point where it's just like, okay, then none of you get to have this cool house and the apocalypse just happens anyways. Anyways, yeah. you all well, die. I, mean, I, think, I think it could, the apocalypse could be happening, but it's just not over yet. Because oh, yeah. Imagine like how they heal people and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. What if they just put everybody back together and make them forget and select new people? You know what I mean? That's the other thing. I was wondering if multiple aliens, we're just going to call them aliens because they call them aliens. <laughs> I mean, um, technically that's what they are. I they're, mean, yeah. By definition, alien. they are yeah. alien to this planet or at least to this to our dimension. Perception, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're extraterrestrial. They okay. Could, yeah. <laughs> who who says terror. it? David, I think, says ultra terrestrial. And I was like, <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, what I was going to say was like, maybe there's multiple of them that also have their own experiments going on mm-hmm. and maybe Walters is failing. True. And so that's why he's like begging certain characters yeah. to just be like, can you just for the fucking please just play along? Yeah, just keep the group together. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, Walter is something else. How do you feel about Walter's depiction as his morphing? I feel like it looks I so think fucking dope. I think it's badass. Dude, yeah. the, the artwork in this book is incredible, and it really thrives in being very uh, like obscure, you know, mm. at times. And I really love the design for Walter. Once we get to see him being more than human, and I'm glad that once it happens, we rarely get to see him be not that until we obviously get the twist where he fucking wipes everybody clean yeah. halfway through the story, you know. Um, <laughs> Which kind of confused me for a second. <laughs> I had to go back and read both pages just back and forth. <laughs> like, why is he just hanging out with the group? But anyway, yeah. um, but I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed the art style for a lot of what we got this. So I, mm-hmm. I really think, like you even said, the depiction of where they get to stay is kind of like the American standard of like 
paradise you know or, yeah like uh opulence and wealth like mm-hmm. that's where we if we could we would get there lately yeah. a lakeside living you know? yeah uh fucking movie theater and yeah pool by the lake mm-hmm. <laughs> double water you need it all yeah it it's a cool scene and it looks like they put a lot of work into this house like i feel like fucking alvero probably literally wrote out drew out like blueprints for mm-hmm. how this house would work and function inside and out you know definitely. and then I, I would definitely imagine they did yeah and it just it looks awesome i wish i could go there <laughs> and it's you know pretty much right out the gate that we get the two factions that is you know the group uh that is like yeah let's fucking just enjoy this for a little mm-hmm. while before we stress about anything and then there's the group you know there's the few that are like no we need to fucking understand what the fuck is going on here and unfortunately or not unfortunately but i honestly feel like i'd kind of fall into the the former group where i'd be like fuck it we're here. He basically proved we're trapped. Let's just yeah. fucking enjoy ourselves a little bit and then we'll fucking figure this shit it's, out, you know? We can get anything we want on this yeah. notepad. Literally, d- there was a lot of stuff that said like uh, edible gummies, yeah. Yeah. weed gummies, like, stuff oh, like yeah, that. A lot of edible yeah. gummies. <laughs> I, I, like they could get whatever they want. They get a house. Well, not whatever, but yeah. They can't yeah. get. I mean, there's certain rules. Yeah. yeah. They can't get a biological being. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, let me go down the list of all the characters real quick and the code names that Walter gives them um, just because I think it's kind of cool and interesting. And I think it's a it's an interesting design premise for this book because everyone gets their own symbols mm-hmm. as well. Um, there's Ryan, the artist, um, who is the youngest of the group. And our and, outlier, like I said before. And our outlier. She doesn't know anyone truly that well except for Walter. And also, I don't know what kind of... I don't know what this leads to or what kind of commentary this might bring, but she had the only working cellular service mm-hmm. at the fucking party the first night when she discovered that the apocalypse was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, if the apocalypse isn't happening, Walter must have programmed or allowed that phone to be able to receive that kind of information, which mm-hmm. is also confusing because, like, why tell anybody? I don't know. Definitely. But she obviously has some greater... Importance. importance to the yes. story we haven't quite gotten to yet and then there's walter who doesn't really get a code name except for in their like old ass aim usernames he's the engineer he i noticed that he was the engineer so i was like i gotta attribute that to him because yeah, everyone's something it's the something mm-hmm. and he engineered this fucking house and this bubble that they get to live in so i guess that makes sense it tracks yeah uh there's nora the writer there's david the comedian Molly, the accountant, and she she has a husband who is not... Who is not invited. Not invited. Not selected to be part of this. <laughs> Which is pretty fucked up. It's yeah, pretty it fucked sucks. up. Because there's, there's couples that are Sucks here. Yeah. Like Arturo's here, and he doesn't really know anyone that well. Yeah, he didn't even know Walter that well. <laughs> um, there's Veronica, the scientist, also goes by Ronnie, which can be confusing, because that's three names right there. Veronica, the scientist, and, and Ronnie. Ronnie. Uh, there's Sam, the reporter... And his boyfriend, Arturo, who is the uh, acupuncturist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's Sarah, the con- the consultant. And then there's Naya, the doctor. And her boyfriend, Rick, the, the penis. penis. <laughs> um, and then Rag, who shows up later as the painter. I'd want to be the penis if I was going to show up. Which the painter is just the artist again. Yes, because, yeah, there's and, two and artists. They all have their, their own symbols except essentially... Ryan and Reg, the artist yeah, and painter. Yeah, it's just which, mirrored. Yeah, it's just mirrored each other. Which is cool. It it looks like an, um, one of those painter, what is it called? Like a palette? Yeah, yeah a palette. Yeah, that's and exactly. once again, kind of showing that I think Ryan was either like a last minute decision or has some, you know, grander importance that obviously he was like, oh, I guess I'm just going to copy uh, Reg's and then hide Reg away at the beginning because... <laughs> Dude, that was... Well, that, I felt like that was a little weird too. Yeah. So through flashback, it shows that Reg had helped mm, conceive yeah, all of that's this. Right. plan. He knew kind of in advance, yeah. And it's... And there's another power that Walter has, which is wiping memories. And he can just do it on the fly just say forget and then you're kind of like oh fuck what happened what was i about to do i don't remember you know and it seems like if he does that to you if you're reminded of it you will then remember yeah Mm -hmm. because he shows his form to nora when they're kids and she freaks out and then he's like okay never mind forget 
And then she remembers later. Yeah. Which at the time, I I just want to mention that at that time, Nora was Norm. Right. Yes. Which transitioned to Nora. Yeah. 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 He transitioned to she and Nora Mm -hmm. is current day. Yeah. Which I really enjoy about this book. It really, uh, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Very inclusive. Yeah. It's very inclusive. Yeah. About all that, there's like three or four gay characters. I think, yeah. And then, um, Walter it likes boys and girls. See, and I think I, I attributed that to him being newly human. Yeah. Right. And he just, just loves everybody. He exactly. loves everybody. Yeah. And it helps in his choosing process that if he's just kind of like open to the world. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the, and then there's a trans character as well. So yes. that's, that's just really cool. And, you know, into that regard, it's not wow. ever like shoved in our face like that. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. It just is just who these characters we, are. It's never like the find what out matters. In flashbacks. You know? Yeah. Yeah, true. Obviously Nora's transition is brought up and important throughout the storyline as far as mm-hmm. their character arc or her character yeah. arc, but it's not once again anything that's it's like, not a catalyst. It's not a cat it's not something that makes the story move forward. Exactly. Right. It's just these people being themselves. What's interesting is at the beginning when they show Nora like her intro card, it says at the bottom, yeah. gender and name recently changed. And it didn't even click for me. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. It says like uh, changed within the past five years or some shit mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. yeah. Or 15 even. I can't remember. Regardless. Yeah. Everyone's a 35 area, area except for Ryan, who's like 26, yeah. I think. Which is interesting also. Because it's like... Mm-hmm. She is definitely the newest here. She, it must play into something. Yeah, I mean, they're even kind of shitty about it, where they're like, "Why the fuck is she doing here?" You know, and I was like, "They're what a bunch of dickheads." You know, that yeah. they're like, "Why the fuck did he invite her?" We make jokes about how she lost her place in the group. You know, yeah. it's like that's not nice. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's a moment where Reg asks Walter yeah. about her, and he's just saw, "Forget you asked about Ryan." <laughs> True. True. Yeah. Shit, what's going on? <laughs> Um, but yeah, Walter is trying to play a game while also playing nice with them, which is interesting because I, you know, the first issue, Nora freaks out after uh, Walter like spills the beans and he's like, all right, I'm not a human. I put you guys all here because I needed to keep you guys safe Yeah, Mm -hmm. because my people are destroying the world. Um, and y'all my homies. Exactly. I love you. <laughs> and Nora freaks out and grabs a fireplace poker mm-hmm. and just, this is when we first see Walter's true form, which is fucking sick, and just swipes it right through Walter like he's a flesh puddle or like a- Like a ghost. Yeah. Yes. He's like, done like Yeah. <laughs> but the way it's drawn, it's like, it's warped and uh, Cronenberg-esque mm-hmm. and, yeah. and just otherworldly. And I love it. And it also then goes back to Nora when they're having their flashbacks because Nora is the one that gave him the idea of how to destroy the world. That's true. When they were kids in their dorm or their house, one of their friends' houses mm-hmm. or something. They melt the mm-hmm. flesh off their bones. It would be like the scene from Terminator 2 where the bomb drops, everyone's on fire, and the, bo- the flesh falls off their bones, but slowed down. By like a hundred percent or something, it's honestly horrifying. And I remember seeing that scene. Have you guys seen that scene? Yes. You have not. Sort of. Sort of. Okay. As a kid, that scene fucked me up. Not in a prolonged way, but I think that was the first time I was like, "Okay, this is how bad movies can get." Not yeah. not bad, <laughs> yeah. but like how fucked up they're allowed to be. And yeah. I was like. Wow. I didn't realize this kind of stuff could happen. Yeah. <laughs> I did, yeah, exactly. I didn't know that they were allowed to show this in a theater. Yeah. yeah. My, my 10-year-old brain has never seen anything <laughs> like this. <laughs> I was younger than 10 for sure yeah. when I first saw it, but it's just I I always loved that movie and I I always look back at that scene because I was like that is incredible mm-hmm. that they were able to pull that off and it looks good and it's horrifying and it doesn't play longer than just that scene. You know, it's not it's not really like that's just the worst future. That's the worst possible future, basically. You know, right? Exactly. And you just looked in that theater. You just looked down. And you're like, "Holy shit! Someone shit my pants." <laughs> <laughs> Who would have done that? That's so rude of them. 
Uh, shout out to the James Cameron <laughs> for for shitting in. We gotta do for the, shitting in. We Ian's gotta friends. do the Terminators. Yes, yeah, we should. Bro, I have sure. not seen them. Yeah. Have you really not seen the I've, Terminator? I've movies? only ever seen the Christian Bale Terminator. Yeah. Movie. Oh my! I fucking hate you right now. Who else is in that? Joel Edgerton, maybe. <laughs> Your guess is as good as mine. I, I is he the robot that. man? I don't know. I've never seen it. That's the only one I have seen. <laughs> I kind of want to cry. I think that might be the worst one. No, Probably. I think that's the second to worst well, one. Well, wouldn't the newest one be the worst one now? No, the newest one is one of the best ones. That I don't think is a real opinion. Mm-hmm. I think everybody hated the newest one. No, I heard diehard fans I, I thought I thought it was pretty the good. newest one. The it newest wasn't one? bad. Yeah. yeah. Dark yeah. Fate? The Christian Bell one no, not was okay. Freaking Phoenix. I'm talking about <laughs> X-Men, the dark fate over here. So it's Sam Worthington yeah, who shows up in the Clash of the Titans. Yeah, movies. he's the Clash of the Titan guy. And Avatar. There's a woman in this movie named Moon Bloodgood. That's her real name? I mean, that's well, her know, actor name. You know Moonblood. Yeah. Moonblood yeah, good, good, man. <laughs> this, holy shit, this cast is kind of blowing my mind. It has common... It has Bryce yeah. Dallas Howard. It has another woman named. What's the movie? Was called? that three different people? Bryce Dal- Dallas and Howard. Yes. Um, What's the movie? Salvation. Called? Salvation. It's a good movie. And then yeah, it has my favorite Terminator movie. Salvation. Anton Yelchin. Um. Oh, it's directed by Mick G. Holy shit! Okay, that explains. Like Mick a lot. Jagger? No, Mick, Mick G. Jagger. <laughs> Mick G. Directed the Charlie's Angels movies. Okay. Oh. So he was supposed to direct. Fuck, I can't remember what movie. He was supposed to, I think, direct a Marvel movie, Mick G. And they told him it was going to be filming in Australia. And he said no, because he's afraid to fly. Interesting. So he literally will only shoot films here in America, I think. Just take a boat, bro. (laughs) (laughs) I guess his boss was like, that'll take too long. Never mind. (laughs) God damn it. Um, let's take a quick break and then when we come back we'll finish talking about The Nice House on the Lake Soda pop We're gonna drink some soda pop oh, Soda pop We're gonna drink soda pop Soda pop So we have what is described Go ahead and read the label for All us right, So it's uh, the Coca-Cola Starlights They're space flavored Cokes So we wanted to We saw it at the store They've been around for a little while, but I've really been wanting to try one. So why not try it with my boys on a microphone and let the whole world know how <laughs> we're the not going to drink it, it on the microphone. <laughs> we're going to drink it through our microphones. No, no, I won't allow it. But we're going to taste some space. Y'all ready? Fucking try this I shit. I don't want to try it. But yeah, yeah, you do. It's a Coke. So I barely like Coke. I barely like Coke either. I like Same. cherry Coke. Well, I think I'm pretty confident this is something in that kind of department. I would hope so. So everyone's getting a little sip. Yeah, we're all just getting a little well, slip. It's getting slip. poured into our, our glasses here. Should I? Just pouring extra in mine. I'm not going to drink it. <laughs> I'll drink it. I'll pretend to drink it and then be like, okay. it's gross. So off mic, we're all going to slurp this shit and then t- Cheers, smell boys. it. Cheers, boys. Everybody little... smell it first. Yeah, let's, let's smell it. Let's taste the space. <laughs> smells pretty you good. Get on the nose. It smells interesting. It smells yeah, like black. It's like really sweet. I'm going to cut these sounds out. <laughs> these are bad sounds. Is that what space tastes like? Because I don't like it. Honestly, I thought space would taste like desolation. Yeah, I don't like that. And uh, like a lack mm. of oxygen. But this is quite bubbly. I feel For like, some, I feel like it, it took all the air out of my lungs because of space, you know? <laughs> exactly. And it's just terrible. I kind of get what it's trying to do. I kind of get it. Somehow I do get that feeling of like, like think of like a 2000s designed like metallic suit, um, like Spaceman just that, floating out in space. That's what you taste? That's what, you're telling me that's what you taste? Mm-hmm. That's where it takes him to, you know? That You've literally transformed. makes no sense at all. Yeah, I, I dig it. I like it. I dig it. I mean, I didn't. I didn't hate it, and I don't usually care for my flavored, flavored pops. I'm gonna go ahead and take the rest of this. Yeah, it's yours, man. This is mine now. You're the spaceman. Hey, whoa, hey, hey! I like that. All right, well, welcome back, guys. <laughs> and that's how we all felt about 
Starlight Coke. Go try one at your local convenience store now. Uh, uh, not sponsored. Not sponsored, but hey, we liked it, so we'll talk about it. And so, continuing and talking about the nice house on the lake. Yes. Not the bad house on the lake, which is the black one with no doors that I guess... And also not the last house on the left. And also not the horror oh, classic, The Last House on the Left, or its remake from like 2011 or something. Right. What was that one called? The Last Nice House on the Left of the Lake? Exactly. <laughs> on the left lake. Where Walter trapped all of our asses. Yeah, exactly. Um. So, we... This book is all about revelation mm. after revelation. All new. It's about the revelation rules. All right. new. It, it kind of, yeah. <laughs> all new rules are in play. All new information is uh, displayed. There's a second house on the property. Oh yeah, there's an invisible wall. Mm-hmm. There, there's a, they're, they're definitely it. barriered in, yeah, mm-hmm. and by some invisible force. It was yeah. a what was it? A, was it an octagon or a hexagon? They did the math and if every angle is the same it would be an octagon i believe yeah okay and so they're in the ufc yes that's the whole it's 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 a, <laughs> it's the alien ufc except for it's a long con welcome to the octagon <laughs> <laughs> and um and so yeah sam finds a second house on the lake that's where reg ends up being inside fucking issues and issues later mm-hmm. and reg is also being shown everything there's like CCTV mm-hmm. in in the house, and there's like, um, re- transcripts, transcripts of everything they've said. So like they're literally like, "What have you heard us saying?" He's like, "Too much." Yeah. He's like, "Should I wish I didn't have to fucking hear you weirdos?" Um, and there's there's moments in the there's panels where it's only transcripts that yes. you read. So knowing that later that Reg is the one reading them, mm-hmm. you're reading as him mm-hmm. essentially. Yeah. And um, that when that happened. I was like, okay, that's a neat framing device because then it shows that someone else is watching them, obviously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or they're keeping being, track of what's going on. Yeah. They're being studied. And then it also shows that instead of having Alvaro draw a page that would then just be fucking covered in dialogue bubbles, just show a transcript. It gets the message across in one way. And then it kind of gives Alvaro a chance to skip a page. Yeah. And then um, it's like this nice little... Cheat, in a sense. Cheat, <laughs> exactly, yeah. You know what it felt like to me? It felt like... Uh, and I, I know it's not, but in some ways, to me, it felt like it was... Um, the book was unfinished. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? At first, I thought it was like, oh, Tinian wrote way too fucking much. And he was like, I'm not going <laughs> to... <laughs> I can't put this on the page in a normal way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like, okay, that's a cool little Or maybe he in. wrote too much and the artists were like, we're not going to draw all well, that Well, so that's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, Alvaro would have drawn like a couple of faces that would have been mostly obscured by these thousands of bubbles. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, And what I'll even say too is I felt like it just fit into the mystery horror theme yeah. this book mm-hmm. was trying to design. I feel like books like this tend to have You're an alcoholic. stuff like that where it'll Sorry. exactly <laughs> be like, you know, like a detective's folder like open with information and that'll be a panel or you know a whole page of information you know that you see a lot of those elements in these types of comics and so i wasn't surprised by them but you're right right, it definitely gave it a pay uh, out that it was actually worth something that they were actually of value that someone was actually reading these transcripts and it wasn't just like exactly page convenience of like we need to get all this information out as quickly as possible and we don't have 10 pages to give (laughs) james so what are we gonna do so so reg is in um the dark house Mm -hmm. with no doors um that's what this should have been called (laughs) that's what the second the sequel series yeah (laughs) the dark house with no doors yeah Mm -hmm. um and all the characters go up there once sam finally tells them because that's the other thing like so many of them are just playing the game that Sam's mm-hmm. like you guys are fucking pissing me off I'm just not even gonna talk to you that's why I was actually kind of mad when they got frustrated with him he's like I fucking tried to tell y'all and none of you gave a shit he's yeah. like so what the <laughs> fuck are you busting my balls for yeah. now it's mostly Rick and fucking Naya Sam. who Naya is the doctor and she even says at one point she's like I come here and I just become the cook, I guess. You know, because she cooks breakfast every yeah. fucking morning for everybody. She cooks dinners. No one can get hurt. That's just yeah, it. <laughs> yeah. And so she's she's 
jobless. She's, you know, her mm-hmm. profession means nothing here. And then Rick, the penis, who, the penis, excuse me. Yeah. Um, Get it right. Um, who <laughs> is, I guess, her boyfriend. They don't say if they're married or not, but he's the most bought it where mm-hmm. he's like, I trust Walter. I love Walter. I'm going to do whatever he asks. Right. You know? And that would have worried me if we didn't already see his focal issue. Yeah. Where basically we were given the information where he was kind of given that role. It's like, I need you to be the the sane one. You need to be the one that feeds everybody the Kool-Aid, you know? (laughs) He needed him to be the constant. Right. And then there's also the threat that no one can die within this nice house, the lake area at all. And that diffuses it a little bit because no one can lose their mind and kill each other inside of the place, Mm -hmm. which then leads me to believe that everyone is needed for whatever the big finale is. True. And that was my only big surprise. Like, I thought it was kind of weird that she would, uh, who is it? uh, There was Molly Molly. was wanting the straight razor and, Mm -hmm. you know, kept getting refused her wish. Mm -hmm. And so then it's one of the other characters, uh, David, David, who then goes on to get it for her. And that's how we get the big reveal that they can't be injured. But Mm -hmm. it was like, were they trying that hard to hide that information from them? Like they didn't like, I guess they like Walters of the world. Like, I don't even think so because like, then why not just let her have the straight razor? You know, why deny her oh, that's for cool. days and days and days? And why not just let her have it? Like, I why? guess once well, he saw that, because, yeah, <laughs> fucking Nora's arm gets blown open yeah. at the in the very first issue. And and they, then, but they wrap it up and don't think about it. Yeah, and Nora just kind of lives in a sling thinking that that's what she needs to be doing. Um, but at all the while, she must have been healed for a long while. Mm-hmm. And so maybe Walter saw that, like, okay, they're, they don't know. Yeah, they haven't figured that so out. So maybe they're why, kind of in denial in a sense. Why too. pay it off yet? And then once she see, once he sees, because that's the other thing, he wants them all to work in unison. That's true. Once he sees David try to help Molly, he's like, "All right, I'll give him this." Thing. Even if he's helping her kill herself, it's yeah. teamwork. <laughs> that's, that's another thing we've we've neglected to tell our listeners. Anything they want, I mean, we sort of bypass yeah. it a little mm-hmm. bit. Anything they want, they can write down in a notebook, and it comes. I think, I think it was more just like. Um, like David had said, uh, Molly was looking for permission. Like, it's okay. Oh. Is it okay, Walter, that I kill myself? That I try to kill myself? And but Walter, I mean, even still. Well, Walter couldn't directly interact with them. And Molly, like David said, Molly could have gone to the lake and drowned herself at any point if she really wanted to die. Yeah. You know, it, it wasn't contingent on her getting a razor. That still they doesn't have explain that her getting denied it. You know, that explains, uh, that's her point of view on why... You know her the relationship. Well, why, point of view, yeah. But why is what was Walter's reasoning for being like, nah, not let's just not well, let her exactly, have what she wants. I feel like exactly that because Walter seems to know them all best. You know what I mean? And so yeah. he wants her. I I feel like he doesn't want her to just try to give up because that would crush her in some way more I than guess. somebody I mean, going to help. You know she's what I mean? given up at this point, though. Yeah. Because yeah. she literally does still mm-hmm. attempt to kill herself. Like, it still gets there. You know, he still allows it to get there. You know, it just exactly through teamwork, basically. He's like, if you want to kill yourself, it's got to be a partnership. <laughs> it. Do you agree with David's mentality here? Where he's like, none of us should be in this fucked up situation. This is the exception. I'm giving you permission to, for you to take your own life. Do you think that's the right thing to do? Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I think we all have control over our own lives, exactly. And what they're going through is obviously horrible and fucked. And mm-hmm. yeah, no, with the comprehension of exactly the entire world and everyone you've loved has died, including your spouse, yeah. you know, who through shitty context didn't get invited to this event, you mm-hmm. know? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. I was I was so confused by that. If you can't cope, okay, you know? I would, I, if I, I mean, David is a weaker person to me mm-hmm. than me. Cause I would have been like, okay, well then I'm going to try to remember what the right kind of medications would be. And then I'm going to try and counsel with her mm-hmm. and I'm going to try and rehabilitate her, you know? Um, and I would have become that, that person to her. Yeah. Um, but it was played in such a noble way were portrayed in a noble way. I was just so awestruck by that scene. I was like, this 
this is kind of fucked up to me, I think. I mean, the whole mm. thing's fucked the up. The whole <laughs> thing is fucked up, but Walter's yeah. whole argument is like, can you do it, though? <laughs> like, can you live and be happy, though? Can you try? I and- mean... What, how I kind of imagine is like imagine if exactly we all got thrown onto an island and then had like a celestial or something like poking us with its finger being, being like get along or something. It's like no matter how much. But it, Walter doesn't even need to show up. Yeah. But it's like no matter how much it, this we know this gigantic. Yeah. This, this ultra terrestrial being wants us to get along. It's like we still know it's through this. It's the wishes of this thing that's grander than human, you know, mm-hmm. so it's like were you really going to play its game or follow its wishes, you know, Yeah. when it's like. Be nice, play with each other. <laughs> <It's> yeah. like, <laughs> Ronnie is the scientist. Mm-hmm. She she knows the constellations. She the knows them stars. And they've been fucking dead still the whole time they've been there. Giving off the idea that it's an illusion. Mm-hmm. It's not it's like the painting on a ceiling. Do are they even on Earth anymore, do you think? And that's where I'd think that the apocalypse probably hasn't actually occurred yet. Is it seems like they're in some kind of pocket reality of some kind that isn't true existence it doesn't feel like they've been put on the one safe place on earth anymore it feels like they've been put in a like a test chamber Mm -hmm. you know i think if anything it could be like um the no surrender comic that we had read Mm -hmm. where earth has been moved or in like a stasis Mm -hmm. in a sense yeah um they refer to the apocalypse as a flesh tornado saying it's kind of hilarious yeah it is hilarious saying that like bodies are like melting apart and then morphing like together like seeing Mm -hmm. that cronenberg shit yeah (laughs) seeing them like morph into one thing (laughs) like um pretty nightmarish there's a statue during the first six issues that you Mm -hmm. can touch and you will be able to see your home and the state that it's in at this point whether it's real or not Mm mm-hmm and the apocalypse is happening, and they're able to see it in real time. Um, pretty fucked up. Uh, yeah, it's like, what's the point of that? Yeah. You know, is that supposed to help them cope with the fact that, like, this is the only safe place for them? You know, it's like, here's a look at the outside world. Um, well, I mean, I think, like, like Nora says, like, they have too much hope of yeah. something. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's, so, so there's they need no to know that there's the nowhere else they can go, yeah. in a sense. Which, well, again, would... And so most people probably really fucked them up in the head. And that's where I really thought it was strange that we got the big plot twist halfway through the story, which was that Walter chooses to wipe all of our characters' memories of the reality that they know of the apocalypse. Mm-hmm. And so we get them several issues afterward. They now all are like attempting to leave the space they're in because they mm-hmm. aren't aware that the world has ended. They think they're yes. just trapped. And so it kind of created a little bit of redundancy where we had to like relearn that they're invincible again and there was like literally two entire pages wasted on that where it was just like oh my god look we can't be hurt yeah. it's like dude we had a whole fucking issue about this like three issues ago you know like we don't really do we as the Reader audience need to, need to re go over this information yeah. for so it could have just been said in one of the intros to one of the issues by one of the characters arturo could have been just like so i did acupuncture and we found out yeah it work so um i just really thought that was an interesting choice and it felt a little off-putting that all of a sudden now we had to refollow these characters just mm-hmm. like completely ignorant of the struggles that we had been following. Except for Nora. Except for Nora. But, you know, once again, Nora has now been displaced from yes. everybody and it's a whole other kind of conflict where right. it's now she's basically been turned into Walter's like conscience, I guess. Yeah. Or it seems like he needed Nora or Reg, who used to be her or mm-hmm. Walter's They're basically best like friends. the best of the best right. to yes. him. Um he needed one of them to kind of help him figure out if he's playing this right, you know? And so he didn't wipe their minds whenever he held them captive in their own separate homes. And um, this leads me to my last theory, which is Walter is James Tinian the fourth. Mm. And because he's the writer, I, just like in something is killing the children. There, I think the character's name is James, the mm-hmm. kid he comes out as gay to his friends and their um, rejection of it. Well, not really, but like one of the friends being like, well, I think someone else is gay, but I'm your best friend and I'm not gay. You oh, know what I mean? Right. I kind of forget how that even went yeah. down in the book. <laughs> uh, regardless, it's, he's another kind of 
dark haired kid, kind of goofy, wearing glasses. You know, hmm. it's the same character again. No, I mean, and he he's also the catalyst of the story. The, Walter is making this enough. happen. James created those monsters. <laughs> That's that so true, brought... and they are very similarly designed characters with yeah. the glasses and everything. That's yeah. a very good call. <laughs> and uh, James Tinian the fourth is uh, either bisexual or pansexual. So he he is. You know, implanting himself yeah. in his own stories, truly. And so this just leads me to the same theory where it's like he thinks of these ideas and he's like, what if because he's a, he's a writer. He's like, what if my overimagination is the fault of my friends? You know what I mean? What if I create these monsters and they kill my friends? What if I had to save my friends and I'm this otherworldly being that kept them safe? Mm-hmm. You know, it reminds me of Opus. It does. Yeah. Sense. Opus has a lot of similarities too because it's Mm -hmm. the writer also it's it's just meta shit you know (laughs) um and so yeah it leads to the idea that walter failed he picked people that he fell in love with and they aren't the best of humanity yeah Mm. but then the argument remains what does that matter if you did pick the brightest and the best of humanity would that have would they have lived in this house funny i that, argue that they they wouldn't get along i i think so too yeah and so that's why he had to pick friends i don't know it that's why maybe he chose friends was that he thought these were people who could get along yeah. better in this kind of world and he, he was mm-hmm. then you know he makes it seem throughout the flashbacks that he was like so particular about like who he was choosing but it kind of doesn't even necessarily seem that way it really just seems like whoever kind of came into his circles at the right times yeah. were the people that he chose you know exactly. it was not like it doesn't seem like he was like going once again out of his way to find and select people it seems like it was just coincidence of like oh these are the people i went to high school with oh these were the people who circled me in college and yeah. they're now the greatest people on this entire planet period 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 and yep. the entire planet seems to be roughly Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it yes. honestly makes me go back to uh, they. Don't, we only find them when they're dead in the sense mm-hmm. of like, this is such a grandiose idea, which is aliens causing the apocalypse on Earth. And yet we get such a pinpoint focus on where mm-hmm. the story chooses to take place, which is. Yeah, but what about this friend group that one of the aliens really liked and decides to put on a beach house for a few months, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, what are they up to, you know, yeah. like, what are their dramas, you know, it feels like social drama put into like a ridiculous sci-fi setting, yeah. you know, is and that's where it really interests me that these stories choose to focus so much more on the relationships these characters have and not dwell so much on what they're going through, you know, because exactly the biggest conflicts we see a lot throughout this are like, uh, should we worry about our situation or should we go boat? Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> should we go boat? Uh, <laughs> fucking wreck the penis. Mm-hmm, wreck yeah. the fucking penis, dude. Um, you gotta wreck that penis. Let's not predict the future. And let's not, uh, with that in mind, with the fact that this story is not finished, mm-hmm. at this point, is this, did this deliver? Is this a recommend for you? Hmm. No, only because I would want somebody to have the full story. Okay. I, I feel like the full story is needed. I don't like cliffhangers. So you, you can't make the final judgment yet. I can't make that. Like, honestly, because what, it, it what would if be the ending yes, doesn't land? That's, but that's no. Oh. Because, like, th- that's the only reason I would say no right now as it is. It's just because. Because it's not complete. Okay. Yeah. But the state that it's in right now, and no, if you were to recommend this to somebody who you know would then go to the comic book shop every month to pick up the next issue, would you recommend it? Oh, definitely. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I would let them know that it's not done. Like, it's a bit confusing. Oh, yeah. Like because of all the characters, but just pay attention and it'll be fine. And there's an entire audience that this book is like curated for a mm-hmm. little bit in my opinion which is like people who love dark edgy kind of shit and also i mean but once I think again Matt would like people this. who love things that are a little more inclusive in some regards that this is once again very you know open to like in mm-hmm. this uh, you know so i really think mm-hmm. there's a lot of people who will would could very much attach associate themselves to the characters in this book um and really get into it especially people who have more of an affinity for like horror films or like eerie mm-hmm. edgy shit you yes. know so any fans of uh, what's killing the children and uh, you know house of slaughter or anything like that yeah. or, or would easily 
pick this up as something else to read and enjoy, no doubt. And this being, in my opinion, maybe a more sophisticated read. Yeah. Like, you know, putting something killing the children like just below where that's like a little more teen to young adult or, you know, young adult to adult where I feel like this is just full on like an adult story, you know? Right. Yeah. I guess is what I'm getting at. Uh, cotton candy. Those are cotton candy. It, Coca-Cola Starlight is cotton candy. Flavor. That makes sense. No. You looked it up? Yeah. No, I just it's, realized it yeah, was. Yeah, no. Space flavored. <laughs> well, literally cotton, says it on there. Cotton candy space food, so... It's the only thing no, I can describe like what, space. What does no. cotton candy taste like? Space. Sugar. Yeah, it doesn't taste like anything other it's than cotton the, candy. It tastes like some sweet-ass space, you know what I'm saying? You know what else we tried that was cotton candy were those sour strips. Oh, and those uh, were... Those they tasted like... Horrendous. Those, those tasted like cardboard boxes from the set. <laughs> <laughs> that a homeless man had slept on. <laughs> it's funny because I think they were cardboard boxes from the 70s. <laughs> um... Yeah, well, Nice House on the Lake, fucking good. I loved it. Um, mm-hmm. James I, Tinian, you know how to write that creepy shit. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Hurry up and release the rest. Yeah. <laughs> I think next issue might come out next month, or this month maybe. Um, and then whenever it's completed, we'll probably return to it. Maybe um, in Halloween-ish time? Yeah, probably done. Halloween-ish time, yeah, okay. if, it, if it's done by then. Spooktober. Um, I hope it's only 12 issues. I hope the... the um, I haven't read on it. I haven't read any interviews or anything, but uh-huh. I hope the big space between us, she's nine and 10 wasn't because James Hinion was rethinking the ending. Mm-hmm. That would be a bummer to me. I hope it was just, they needed more time to like For the art. finalize it. Yeah. And make sure it was the perfect, um, the perfect uh, package that it needs to be. That's another thing. When it comes to deadlines, the big two just can't fucking handle it. This being a big two book, too. This is published yeah, DC. by DC Black Label. Is it because they have just so much going on? Yeah. The, the editors are fucking... Just They, they have too much shit going on. Yeah. They have Not only do they have the books that are need to come out this month, they have to project the books that are coming out five months ahead. And then on top of that, they need to work with not only the writer and artist, but the colorist, the, you know, the letterer. Yeah, the, the tin hands that touch yeah. every comic book now. And so they have to be in constant communication with that for multiple books. It's just like, oh boy. And so that's why there's inconsistencies in like, I don't know, Spider-Man where, uh-oh, issue, you know, 17 is drawn by a different dude. You know, books like this, I'm okay with there being a long wait between issues. Cause then at the end, whenever it's collected and done, at least it's a final product. <laughs> it's not ever. Yeah, ex- exactly. You're not flipping through and being like, wait, why is the art completely different on this page? You know, <laughs> I would also say that this, if this was completed mm-hmm. um, in the 12 issues, if I, I feel like it would be a better read in a compendium. Yeah. Yes. You know, just all one big book mm-hmm. because, um, it, I felt like that would have made it easier for me to go back and reference the characters, be like, oh, this is exactly who they're talking about. Because yeah. I could always go refer back to mm-hmm. all their cards. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. Um, another thing. I Another one. <laughs> another uh, one. All right, DJ, over there. What's a panini? Um, what is a panini? I... I love comic books. Mm-hmm. I think comic books are my favorite medium of storytelling. I always think about adaptation. I think it's a curse. I would like to see this adapt, adapted. Into a movie? Maybe even a series. A 12-episode series, series on Netflix, of course. And this would be so easy. That's yeah. just it. This yes. would be... But here's, here's the other thing. You can cast recognizable to semi-recognizable people as every one of them, never any confusion. You know exactly yeah. who is struggling with what, who is who, all the time. Sure. You know what I mean? I think that that would help the story as well. Because um, it's not like Alvaro draws anyone the same. It's just there's immediately 12 brand new people that you have to You know. have to get to know. Yeah, we exactly. struggled with, once again, the same thing, and uh, we only find them when they're dead. Yeah. It's not that there was a ton of characters we had to gamble with, but it's just how quickly we're introduced to so many, and the fact that they're like even slightly similar in design it's like oh wait who am i reading right now you know so it's just a curse of art in that kind of way or more diverse arts in this kind of way where they're definitely a little bit more uh what am i trying to say Uh, um stylized stylized there you go that's the word alvaro martinez bueno's art though is once again let me toot his horn one more time to toot it fucking 
Awesome. Fuck yeah, toothless fucking horn. Love it. Good shit. Great shit. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah, that's one of my favorite panels right there with the lightning. <laughs> okay, uh, we didn't talk about what we're going to do next week, so you'll have to find out when it comes out. Yeah, motherfucker. Be surprised when you get there. Uh, we love you guys. Um, also, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. I, uh, we love please we love to please. see please give us them stars yeah. please we need them yes we love them we you love know, them tell a friend who, to tell a friend to tell a friend and you just yeah. get the word out you know if you put uh four stars on our podcast let me let me say this in the the famous words of dj khaled another one put another yeah, put star another one on, yeah. on that review please <laughs> <laughs> um yeah fuck yeah Let, all right let's go put these temporary yeah, tattoos on we'll see y'all later we're gonna go fuck put on yeah. some temporary tattoos so we'll uh we'll see y'all then or we'll see you on another time bye get the hell out of here that's us leaving goodbye this is us jumping out of the window goodbye Bye-bye.